Following Christ is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Hello and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. We are so glad to have you today. If you would, hit those buttons at the bottom. It helps us reach more people for Jesus. We were texting last night, our group here, guys, and, and Sean made a great point that we need to tell more stories that, that keeps the, the listeners' attention, um, keeps everybody engaged. So, this is a story all about how my life got twisted, turned upside down. I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. Boom, 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 boom. One of our favorite, one of our favorite. Uh, <laughs> you go way back. Oh, yeah. Hey, Let's see, the rest of you guys could finish that song week, off, eighth couldn't grade, you? Week, okay. okay, if you said, I don't know what that is, you are at l- you're younger than 20 years old. Yes. You're definitely younger than 25 us. 25, maybe. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, 20. stuff's starting to come back though. It like is. people are watching that, Friends, you know, all these, all these old school. Yeah. Um, Will not, Friends be the I Love Lucy? I think I, I think <laughs> it's already kind of becoming that. No, yeah. I don't know. I man. Love Lucy is like what? Like think generationally? Yeah, we're, yeah, but 60s. we're talking. We're talking. No, about I'm talking about like for maybe well, 70s. For I, that. I Love Lucy to us. Will Friends be that to the a generation uh, 30 years 15, younger than us. 15, you know, maybe so. To our maybe kids. so. To our kids. What does the guy in I Love Lucy say? Um, I got, we got a problem or something. What does he say? I don't remember. <sighs> something, we got a problem. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. We got a problem. All right. He's Italian. Sean's up today. Bring me open to something. Sure. Dear Lord, we love you. We thank you for your grace, Lord. Uh, as we transition into a new year, uh, help us to... Uh, learn from the previous year, Lord, and uh, help our focus to stay on you and uh, be the light for your kingdom, be the hands and feet of your kingdom, Lord. Lord, thank you for your grace and uh, your mercy and your abundance, and uh, we appreciate everything that you do for us. Thank you for these guys sitting here. Help us to be good stewards of your uh, your love for us and help us to uh, share that as often as we can. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 So... Um because of my text message last night, I was like, man, I'm going to have to have a really good story. Um, <laughs> you called yourself out. Oh, I did. And so my, my topic today is on uh, revenge. And um, I'm going to read. This Bible verse was timely when it comes to revenge. Romans 12 and 19, dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, said the Lord. So there's been a lot of times in my life, throughout my life, where um, just, you know, from the time I was, I can, I, as far back as I can re- remember, and uh, where I would get mad at somebody, and, um, and I was upset, and I wanted to get them back. I think that's kind of our human nature. And I was trying to think of a time in my life um, where I was, I had a revengeful act and I went out there and and actually acted upon it. And I could think of lots of times where I wanted to get revenge and I never did. Um, And I couldn't think of any really solid stories where I acted on uh, like a, in a revengeful way. 
and and went out there and purposely tried to tr- tried to hurt somebody because I felt like that they hurt me or they upset me or uh, or they had an upper hand on me or whatever it was. And then <clears throat> I asked my my wife. I said, "Can you think of a time in your life where you seeked revenge and and, and got revenge on somebody?" And she said, "Well, I remember one time, whenever I was like eight, and my my sister." got me in trouble and I wanted to get her in trouble. So I told her to pour this glass of water out of the tubs. And then I went and told on her. (laughs) So she got her butt (laughs) tore up. She was like, that's the only time I can think of. And it it worked. It worked. (laughs) And, and I, and I was like, well, man, when is a time in my life whenever I've gotten revenge, bro, I couldn't think of anything. Um, Oh, we can confirm that. Yeah, I can confirm that. I can tell you why he can't think of anything. Why is that? Because he's the oldest. Yeah, he, he's the he's always the one that's causing the other person to try to get revenge. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. Yeah, I, I, I do. I would agree. I, do. I can I can think of revengeful moments. You, I, can think, <laughs> yeah. I can think of some. The little yeah. brothers have a plethora. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we do. Um, I did come up with this story. Uh, and and this story and it's just it's quick and uh, and I did not seek revenge. I wanted to, but I didn't. Uh, but. I remember um, whenever me and my my girlfriend broke up, uh, whenever I was, she was like a junior. I think I was right out of high school. I was 18 or 19, and we broke up after we dated for a year. And then she started dating my neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I got got mad, dude. I was pissed. (laughs) And uh, I remember thinking... I need to hide in the bushes and jump out and just beat him up, you know. And uh, <laughs> I remember all these thoughts were going through my head. What can I do to this guy? And dude, this guy—I ain't saying his name, but he's the nicest guy ever. And we've actually gone on hunting trips and stuff since then. Yeah. <laughs> but but it, it's just—it's uh, funny to me the thought that I had in that moment. You know, is, is I wanted to get him. You know, uh-huh. I wanted—I I wanted to seek revenge, and I was so mad. And uh, but I think there's. You know, like I said, I th- I feel like the revengeful thought is our human nature. Um, I think there's a lot of people who truly go out there and, and try to hurt somebody because they feel like they, they were wronged. And the Lord, uh, he just flat out says, hey, the vengeance is mine. Uh, you know, put it, uh, put those thoughts. It's almost like when, when we talk about worry, you know, we're supposed to give it to the Lord. Um the thought of uh, seeking revenge, we're supposed to give that thought to the Lord, and, and God says he will repay them. And uh, if it's a justified, if it's in his will, mm-hmm. and it's a justified, God's going to take care of that. If, and uh, if, you were, if you were righteous, you know, I think is what the Bible sure, says. Sure, um, and, uh, and And the silly story about, oh, you dated my ex-girlfriend, that's silly. You know, I mean, God's not going to well, go after that person. I think, it's a good, I think it's a good reminder, too, as we all have teenagers or soon to be teenagers or soon to be young adults, that what we think is emotionally supercharged in the end of the world at 18, mm-hmm. at 25 or 30 or 35 or 45, it's laughable. Mm-hmm. That's very true. You know, and, but we can, I'm reading a book called emotional intelligence 2.0. And it basically talks about how, if you don't recognize what emotions get triggered, you'll keep repeating them. And I think revenge is linked to emotion, mm-hmm. right? You know, you take me off cause you got something I wanted, or I'm mad at you because you hurt my feelings. I mean, I got a seven year old that 
I've seen it about 10 times over Christmas break. Something gets done to him that he doesn't like, whether he thinks it's on purpose or an accident, and it happens both ways. And his immediate reaction if he's aggravated is the only way he's going to feel better is if he goes after that person and seeks revenge immediately. And then he feels great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sin nature playing out in front of you in real time. Right. You know, so, you know, without diving too deep into that, what is that? I mean, he wants revenge. Yeah, well, yeah, immediately. It's, it's, our, it's our human nature. Yeah, and you, you know, see it. It's, it's why wars are started. That's right. You know, I mean, that I'm, I'm, I'm also reading a book. It's called The Way of the Warrior. And um, it's not by an author I've ever read before. Um, but I'm only maybe a few chapters into it. And uh, the first chapter is, is called, like, The Warrior of Peace. And it talks about how Jesus was a warrior of peace, how he was a warrior but he was a warrior of peace and how um, the reason that he was a warrior of peace is because we are not. And, and obviously, you know, our, our goal uh, as Christians is to be more like Jesus, to ultimately emulate him and how he won wars with wisdom and peace. And, and, and that, you know, everybody thinks of God in the old Testament as a God of war, you know, and, and again, Jesus came to show us that wars can be won through peace. And so it makes me think about what the first thing that I thought about, Sean, whenever you were talking, uh, you know, kind of in your introduction was, you know, Matthew 5, 30, 38 through 40. Um, you have heard that it was said, eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. You know, it's like, that's peace. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that, the opposite of revenge. Ex- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then that brings me to my next point. It's a, um, the road less traveled is the road of, uh, of love and forgiveness. And if you really want to get somebody's attention, allow... Um, or for somebody who wrongs you, uh, go go to them and tell them that that you love them and forgive them and yeah. uh, and move on. If you really want to open up their eyes and then be like, "Wow, I mean that's unbelievable," and uh, I know somebody that that happened to, and um, it was a very serious situation, and um, and that person got a phone call, and uh, the gentleman on the other line said, "Listen, I love you and I forgive you," and um, and, you know, uh, let's move forward and just be better from it. And that was a very defining moment uh, in that person's life. And it really, in um, this, the, the person that made the phone call was a devout Christian. And the person that received the phone call was also a Christian. And I, I just, you know, whenever that happens, it's really, you're, you're planting a pretty big seed, you know, for mm-hmm. uh, I think both parties uh, in that situation. I think those are the guys that changed the world. Yeah. yeah. You, you know. When you receive that unbounding grace, you know, you think about stories of, um, let's just say, drunk driver kills a, runs into a, a teenager and kills a teenager, 16, 17-year-old teenager. And during the trial, mom and dad tell the guy, I forgive you. Mm. Like those are moments in somebody's life that's, that says, instead of seeking revenge, they forgave me, and and now I can I can actually move on with my life. Right. 
um, it, it changes people. I think referencing what you were talking about, Obi, was in the Bible in the Old Testament days when the prophecies of the Lord were coming down to the, to, to the prophesiers, um, the people assumed that when God came to earth that he was going to be a God of war, that he was going to come and destroy their enemies, right. the enemies of, of God. And that was, you know, our human nature as is today. That when we think of how God is going to react, sometimes we we place those emotions and, and things on Him. That's not what happened. Mm-hmm. God came in, and to be a uh, what was the term you used, Obi? The the warrior of peace. Yes, the warrior of wisdom. Right. And so, it came as an example of how we should not go to revenge, how we how we should act. And Brandon, earlier you were talking about what are we going to look back on, you know, what are we looking back on when we were 16 and we said, well, that, you know, at 16 I was devastated that girl broke up with me and I, I wanted revenge. You know, at 25 this happened. What are we working on right now that we're going to look back on at age 38 and say, well, that was silly. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's a lot of those moments in our lives, but un- unless we're consistently moving forward, you, we're never going to have those moments of clarity. Yeah, that ref- refinement, Obi brings up the word refinement a lot. When you really just think about it in the simplest of terms, I'm reminded of, you know, being, you know, the the potter and the clay. You know, really, that's it's an ever-ongoing process, but the only way that that pot gets molded is with friction, you know, and, and it's not, you know, it's not just that clay that's dry. There's water right. involved, you know, and these are, you know, we could easily make an analogy that, you know, the hands around the, us, the pot is, is Jesus and, you know, and the water may be the Holy spirit, you know, and we're molding into what God wants us to be. Hopefully. Exactly. But the only way you can do that is to have Jesus and then recognize that, accountability in our actions comes from the Holy Spirit when we are revengeful. You know, the crazy thing on refinement is, is that if I can genuinely give someone grace or we can when they don't deserve it, which we know we've needed the same thing over and over again. And Jesus has given that to us through his death on the cross. We're really exemplifying God's love for us in a powerful way that, the human mind doesn't comprehend typically because we know how we normally feel internally when we're wronged or when we're upset or miss, you know, somebody's disappointed us or whatever the case may be. So, you know, um, revenge can get ugly in a hurry. Yeah. What is revenge? Big, big, big time. I, I think a lot of, uh, women seek revenge in the, in the form of, um, I don't want to knock women, yeah, but I, don't, I felt don't like, knock women. <laughs> but I feel like a, a lot of women seek revenge in the form of uh, like holding a grudge emotionally. Uh, yeah, they're not going to. One hundred percent emotionally. They're not going to speak to that person. Uh-huh. They're not, you know, right. And you know, guys are more physical. They want to uh-huh. go beat the guy up, yep. or yeah. you know, um, I think it's part of our human nature, right? Sure. Like God made men and women different, and the way our brains work, and um, the, how we seek revenge, and you know, what is revenge? It's uh, essentially, it's just like repaying the favor negatively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know how how much do we let that control 
our mind and our emotions when somebody when somebody really wrongs you it, it you'd be lying if you were to say that you didn't think of like how to get them back oh, for yeah. a moment sure. for a moment I, you know I would I think that I think that <laughs> sin nature immediately enters your mind and you've got to allow the 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 Holy Spirit to intervene <laughs> you know I think I think that's the only way but I one, one thing that I've been thinking of is it's it's really difficult to measure the impact that uh, forgiving and giving grace actually gives to not just the person that you give that forgiveness to, but how big of an impact and how much growth that you actually experience in in that moment, because it's, I just don't think you can measure it. I think that, I think that those are huge steps toward aligning ourselves with Jesus and ultimately getting to a, getting to what we all hope, you know, that moment or that phase of life or that season where when those trials and those struggles continue to, you know, and they're going to, we're going to get battered by them for the rest of our lives. Um, It's part of life. You know, people are going to sin against us. We're going to sin against people. It's our human nature. And, but, you know, we always talk about the, uh, the, the period between like recognizing what we need to do versus what our nature is telling us to do. And, and ultimately our goal is to make that recognition times faster and faster and faster, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so I just think that in moments like that, which again, like Brandon said, come with friction, they come in times of trial, struggle, adversity, those moments, you know, where, uh, you know, we're put to the fire. Um, you know, ultimately, I think that whenever we choose to give grace, to forgive, that those are just huge group growth moments in a human's life. You know, not, not just our lives, but I think from a listener standpoint, I just think it's really important to know that if your goal is to grow and your goal is to ultimately emulate Christ more and more every day, that you need to really cherish almost those moments of you recognizing that, you know what, uh, I've got, I've got to be like Jesus in this moment. And ultimately it's going to help me get like Jesus more like him mm-hmm. tomorrow. Does that make sense? No, it makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah. Well, friction is necessary for growth. Anything that grows or becomes something new or better, hopefully, experiences friction the thing that just jumped into my head and i've heard this several times here lately and it's a saying and i'm not saying i'm superstitious although i'm an ex-athlete and most athletes are superstitious don't step on the chalk line don't say there you go there you go um don't walk across the pictures man what about this saying no (laughs) good deed goes unpunished now i vividly remember here's a story for you one of my my first year in coaching grapevine texas First time the team had been to the playoffs in baseball since 80-something. I'm on the mountaintop. We have just won a tournament. We're trending in the right direction. I'm feeling good about myself, let me tell you. And one of my key players who didn't start but was playing a lot had hit a home run during that tournament. Now, these are teenagers. Let's keep this in mind. Now, I wasn't far from being a teenager. I was 26 at this time. 25, 26, comes up to me and he, no, it's 24, comes up to me and he quits because I'm not giving him enough playing time. 
We had just won a tournament. They hadn't won a tournament in 25 years. He was a key piece of the victory. And I'm watching his parents allow him to do it, and I'm just bum-fuzzled. I'm like, and over the course of my coaching career, middle school principal career, I don't know why, but that saying has come up often. Like, no good deed go, goes, goes unpunished. unpunished. Now, I'm not saying that that's biblical. Please know that. <laughs> right. I'm just saying that those moments are going to happen when you're feeling really good about something you did for someone. Or I think it still brings us back to Jesus. You know, and at 25 years old, my first response was not, Jesus, what do you want me to learn here? It was something very opposite of that. Right. <laughs> but my point is, is that if it, if our life is not running through the filter of Jesus as often as possible, we're going to succumb more often to revenge. And revenge, I looked it up, is to avenge. That's just simply what, what Shane said, is to avenge a return. Mm-hmm. It, you know, so can you give forgiveness when you want to be revengeful or avenge and be genuinely in the presence of the Lord? Because I think sometimes to give forgiveness is is uh, fodder, if you will. It's like, I forgive you, but you never talked to him again for 20 years. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. I mean, right. I think it's – so I worked with 25 or 30 females for 10 years. I was, air quote, the boss, which I was not. And almost all of those women would tell you, yeah, I forgave her, but I won't talk to her again. Right. <laughs> I kid you not, I heard that over and over again. and Or I heard, I'd rather work for a man than a woman any day of the week. And I'm – that's how God made us. I don't want to try to understand that. I'm so glad I don't have to anymore. What threw me normally was when a man acted that way. That's a whole other podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, brother, I can't help you. I don't, I, <laughs> I don't under, I'd rather you punch me in the mouth than we move on and we're buddies. Yes. Right. We might even do Let's business together later. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, that was always my attitude. Yeah, but revenge I, is Let's just fight it out in the front yard and yeah. be done. That's right. I mean, it's over. Yep, that's right. I'll help you up after I knock you out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'd rather just... Or get knocked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd rather just pop your tires. <laughs> I don't want to bleed. Now, this is coming from the brother who brought a, a butter knife at me because I ate the ice cream once. That's yeah, a true I was, story yeah, of revenge. I think I was really ready to stab yeah, you. I think it was happening. I, I'm still stuck over, on... Over ice cream. Man, you Seriously, didn't live with this you didn't guy. live in our house. <laughs> listen, listen. Was every time, ice every, cream once a year or something? Well, it no. was for me because every time we got it, Brandon would eat the whole daggum carton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like, you know, those moments in life where you just get so geared up over something that you're really excited about and your brother just messes it all up. It's like, that, yeah. that, I mean rightful revenge you know let's let's righteous talk, yeah <laughs> let's talk about righteous not because i don't think those go together no they I'm, don't. I'm stuck on no good deed goes unpunished like i can't like i think the person that made that saying up is married <laughs> <laughs> and is living a very unfruitful marriage at the moment it's like i think in my mind i, I would think it's somebody who who feels like they're self-righteous but not and feel sorry Let, for themselves every time that they do something well I, that they don't get their way. I know it messes with your mind, but I've seen it. <laughs> but it might be one of those self-fulfilling prophecies if you start saying you focus it all on the time. That. Yeah. You focus, you know, I, I'm not going to do this good thing for this well, person. Because this is going to backfire. It's going to backfire. Yeah. It's going to be negative for me. Yeah. yeah. It's so weird to me how, um, and I, I can't really wrap my head around this, because I feel like a lot of people... Cross are married. The, cross the line. That didn't work. Dead gun it. Yours was way funnier. 
<laughs> I, I feel like a lot of people cross the line with um, what you think about and, you know, the the, the law of attraction thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people cross the line with that. Um, and I've been in a place where I crossed the line with it. Uh, but there is a lot to say about, you know, our negative thoughts mm-hmm. and our and our positive thoughts and, you know, and who we hang around and, and that negativity just – uh, you know, bringing the, bringing the morale down in the 100%. room, you know, versus, hey, you hang around positive people all the time, positive things happen. Well, why is that? Why is that? You know, and, uh, right. you know, it, it, it kind of we need to um, has a lot to do with kind of this whole subject. I agree with you. We need to do a podcast on uh, Earl Nightingale's The Strangest Secret. Yeah, it's one of the most impactful things I've ever listened to. Now, we couldn't listen to it all here. Probably have to put it in the show notes, but that's the positive side of your mindset right leading you in a positive direction absolutely and i and i think we can gear it towards having a relationship with jesus yeah you know yeah. he does reference a lot of bible verses he does. in that and essentially saying whatever your brain doesn't care what you put in it yeah but it's going to grow it sure right so right. a challenge to the listeners is is if you find yourself down daily look at who you're spending time with and really assess the conversations yeah. you're having because if you're just feeding your brain with negativity, complaining about this, complaining yeah. about that, I don't like this, I don't, guess where you're going to be every day in a negative mindset. Yeah. And yeah. that's going to bring you down there, and make there, you revengeful. There's revengeful. no doubt. Yeah, energy vampires are a real thing. No doubt. You can absolutely, uh, I mean, I, I've seen it a hundred times. The negative person in the room zaps the, zaps the energy out of everybody having a great time. Yep. I've seen it a hundred times in business. Uh, at a, uh, a get together with my friends. Um, it's crazy, but it's real. That's true. I feel like I need to expand. Yeah. I, I was wondering if you <laughs> have a comment about being married. <laughs> so yeah. no, no good deed goes unpunished. I'm not going to lie. My first thought was that happens a lot in marriage and, and here is why. And it's, it's very simplistic. Yeah. It's, it's not, it doesn't have to be deep. Now it can be, but I'm thinking about the laundry, you know, I mean, like you, 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 okay. The wife's gone for the day and, and you are going to make her day. Uh-huh. You're going to make her day and you're going to go in and you're going to clean the kids rooms and you're going to go in and you're going to do the laundry. Okay. Like for, for me, that's, that that would make my wife's day. Yeah, and uh, and is that a big deal for you to do the laundry? Well, I I'm, I'm I'm not I don't do the laundry unless Amy is really needs some help. Yeah, or if you know she asked me to, or yeah. you know I mean I'm not opposed to doing laundry by any means. Okay, but Amy generally in the house is is doing the laundry. Yeah, so good job, Amy. Yeah, Way to go! I can go do the laundry. And she's gone, and this was particularly, I mean, primarily in our uh, early stages of marriage. Oh yeah, you know, I'm 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 going in, and I do the laundry. Well, I I don't I dry the things I'm not supposed to. I don't hang up the stuff <laughs> that, that I'm supposed, supposed to be folded. Fo- yeah. yeah. Did you look at the manual before you folded the towels to see how to do it? No, but I folded them wrong the first time. Rest okay. assured. All right. And so uh, all the stuff that that's getting cleaned up in the kids' rooms in, is in all the wrong places. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not where it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And she gets home, and I can't wait. You know, and I'm like, oh, you know, she's gonna love this. And she <laughs> walks in, and it's like, 
oh, <laughs> you did the, the laundry. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, yeah, aren't you excited? And she's like, thanks so much. And and then an hour or two goes like by. And I'm not feeling, this is just not the excitement that I thought. And, you know, and she's like, hey, you know, can, can you come here for a minute? And I'm like. Yeah, what's going on? Well, Step into my office. Hey, I really appreciate you doing this, and I love you so much. But next time. But it's all but. wrong. It's all wrong, yeah. buddy. Good Man. try. So, hey, I feel like that, you know, anybody in marriage can, can you know, kind of relate to that in some form 100%. Or and, so. and, and when we do stuff like that, right, we have, sometimes we have this unrealistic expectation. expectation. That <laughs> yeah. was, that's exactly and that's where, where I was. No good deed comes unpunished was come from the mindset that we have when we do the thing to try to make our wives yeah. happy or whatever, whatever we're trying to accomplish. Giving grace to revenge done to you and then doing it with no expectations and truly giving a clean slate is almost humanly impossible in my brain. Sure. No strings. No strings. Because I think th- that is really bringing it all the way back around to what Jesus did for us. Right. I love how you said, though, in your brain. In your brain, yeah. You know, it it, it is possible. Yes. After you get through Ooh. the mud in uh, your brain. All yeah. that yuck you've created to trudge through. <laughs> exactly. Because the reason that... Amy comes home and she's, you know, for those of you who aren't married, being married to a patient wife is a lot like going through childhood again <laughs> in the marriage side of things. And yeah. like, you yeah. know, Obi, we fold the towels this way <laughs> or no, we do this or do we do that? So, you know, just the overcoming the, uh, those things, that's a whole nother podcast. I think we could have on things we've learned over our many years of marriage. That could probably be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Absolutely. No Maybe the next one. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate you being here. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.